She was the people's princess. <laughs> I heard that Princess Diana and her boyfriend, Dodi Alfayed, were just <laughs> killed in an automobile accident. Dude, the best things in the, in the uh, are like their like, commercials, when they like make their own commercials while somebody <laughs> else is talking. <laughs> Those sandwiches. Do you like your bread big and fluffy and your meat sweaty? Someone <laughs> just... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I thought when um, I, I, I know this is unrelated to what you're talking about but when I thought when Princess Diana died I thought it was part of an SNL skit because it happened at like midnight our time and it's just like oh Princess Diana's dead I'm like this this skit is not funny it's bad, bad sketch for <laughs> <Poor laughs> SNL Eddie is our dude like it like, sucks Leave me you guys a bad Yelp review Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eddie, Eddie Izzard described it as like as the X Files, like because you know it's Mulder and Scully, Mulder and Scully, Mulder and Scully, and then then suddenly they ran a new episode at midnight one night and they killed off both the characters. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So welcome to the Bit Players Bits Per Second Podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Jim. I'm Carl. I'm Connor. And we are here to entertain you and regale you with our tales of being trapped in our own houses. Okay. Um, who has someone talking in the background? Could be me. Hold on. Um, so the thing we want to talk about today is something that we all kind of experienced recently. Uh, we all watched the... Um, why am I blinking? Parks and Rec special this week yeah and it was very exciting as like so it's always been back and forth between like parks and rec and the office for me because you know like they were just like two shows that really like if you've ever been to like a town meeting or like a city council meeting Uh, it's like that's what it is or like it's so accurate like my town i don't want to say what town it is but it rhymes with uh it rhymes with bucksbridge massachusetts but uh that like the cast of characters you see like i always think of like the shirtless guy who's always there (laughs) um just like anybody who's there to just sort of complain about their taxes yeah it's great like the harris weddles time anytime someone introduces themselves (laughs) as a taxpayer (laughs) taxpayer okay (laughs) harris Uh 33 years young (laughs) but um and you know there have been a lot of hits and misses in terms of like what people have been trying to do with um zoom episodes of shows um on the high end was probably the snl that did like the zoom meeting Mm -hmm. where everybody got to see like the different characters in a zoom meeting and then like on the low end was that joel McHale tiger king episode uh which was just a living nightmare um i'm not even sure if it was his fault Oh, no, 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 no. Disney at home sing-along. That was the low point for me. Uh, I that's what glad I didn't indulge in either of those. It's yeah. hard, though, because, like, can you really judge as aggressively as you would? Like, because you have nothing but time to sit home and judge whatever people are putting out. The people yeah. are putting out content just for the sake of being like, hey, everyone's so bored. They need crap to watch. <laughs> like, let's just put something out. It, it, like, maybe this isn't the time to be as judgmental. It's kind of the time to just take the silver lining of whatever people are putting out and be like, Oh, we're being entertained, even though it's awful. And it's 
you know, borderline entertainment. It's, yeah. It's something. Oh, it could definitely be worse. Um, but I do think, well, I did want to talk about this one because like, this is something like near and dear to a bunch of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, some like real geniuses. And of course, this is an improv podcast. And we're talking about Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. you know, who's like one of the greats. R.I.P. UCB NY. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad, but. Bittersweet. I, yeah. Um, so what do we think? I mean, we just want to go initial reactions, kind of where did we land on this one? I liked it. I thought it was a cool, like, it was just cool to watch. Like, I didn't go in expecting any high expectations. Like, I wasn't going in like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Like, I just went in like, I'm excited to see these characters again. Um, I've been binge watching it for the past couple of months. And then all of a sudden hearing about it, like, coming back again, I was like, I'm just going to keep watching it. And um, every time they did, they like fit so many characters in all the cameos, um, like your favorite characters. Uh, I always forget Ben Swartz's character, but when it, oh, John, John Ralphie, John Ralphie, John Ralphie. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> when John Ralphio came on, both me and Liz were like, "Yes!" And then I didn't think I would be as excited as I was when I saw uh, Jam, uh, John Glazer. John Glazer, yeah. Oh my God! And with this dope. Uh, mohawk haircut i was like i'm so happy he showed up because there's a lot of times in the show where i'm like all right yeah this guy like he's funny but he's such a hateable character sometimes yeah um yeah, but when he was point. yeah but when he was he's like a perfectly despicable person like <laughs> yeah he's really except good except in the episode when he started dating tammy that was fun <laughs> yeah which is when, when she like really cucked him yeah, yeah. Um, i think jam jam is the ultimate protagonist in any any of those like sitcom tv shows he was like the yeah. funniest because you he has no motive other than to be terrible on the show yeah. like he is immediately he's the epitome of the caricature of what politicians are like revered like people just hate them for you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and he's a perfect like picture of that it's great yeah it goes all the way back to the conan <laughs> o'brien show where he played pubes <laughs> I, never yeah. I don't think yeah. i know it his, you no, know, he, he was. He would walk. He would dress in like a black leotard and walk up to people in restaurants and say, "Pubes." That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. I forgot about that. Uh, um. So the general gist, if you haven't, just don't listen to the podcast if you haven't watched it yet. Uh. But the general gist of it is that Leslie is leading a bunch of committees via Zoom meetings. Um in response to the COVID-19 and the entire thing is that they were raising money for COVID-19 response. They raised about $3 million for it. Mm. Um, now the thing, like the married couples being separated, I'm not sure they did the best job with that. I feel like, like why, why is Andy? I mean, yes, Andy's locked in the shed, but then he finds his way into the basement. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, yeah, but logistically, it was kind of a mess. But how else? Are you, I mean, you can't show any of them together. So how you know yeah. how would you do it? <laughs> yeah. If they hadn't established, you know, seven seasons of of uh, their reality and then broken that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like it just the same as it concept as an improv. Like, how absurd can you go yeah. while it's still tethering to the reality you're creating? I guess. But. I love the Swanson and um, Tammy when Tammy was in the background. 
It's fucked up. Well, yeah, but it's weird that, that like that the two people you can put together, the two characters yeah. you can put together, are the ones that hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> and I always forget they're married until I watch this show, yeah. and I'm like, oh. And then I watch this, and I'm like, what do they do? All right, they're married. Oh my god, this just made it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> and the little things like that too, where like, oh, Tammy's looking around my backyard. She gnawed through the ropes. Yeah. Um, bringing back all the care, like like you said, like John Ralphio. Um, and even um, Dennis Feinstein too. Oh, yeah, um, oh Mitsuka's yeah. yeah, Mitsuka's character <clears throat> was just like it was just like perfect. It was like, like a real wonderful kind of like lean into what everybody's days are now because like you would imagine like Leslie is on the on constantly Zoom calls with like yeah with Ben and the kids yeah um. They, people are trying to like reach out to each other and like make each other feel better because they've been locked up and they have nothing to do, um, or they've they've essentially run out of things to do. Yeah, I I do have to say uh, Ben was looking old and rough. Like I was I was like that whoa, like he just he was noticeably fifteen years older in this. Room. I feel like. Um, Amy Poehler, on the other hand, has looked the same since like 1995. Definitely, right? Yeah. Like, yep. and not to be at all about people's like women's appearances, but we just talked about a man, so now we're mm-hmm. equal opportunity. Quality. Yeah, yeah. But I'm mean, she just like seamlessly goes in and out of that character, um, and and the thing that you worry about when you have like a reunion show or you have something like this, that's a one-off, is that it's not going to be you don't capture the same magic that you have before. Um, it was like, like if they had an office reunion now, I don't even know if you could do an office reunion now. Cause like John Krasinski is like an action star now. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't, you couldn't have, even those last couple of seasons of the office were like, you know, Jim is like on their part on the show part time. Yeah. Basically. Um, you couldn't do it. But it's like I think super this dad one, now. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gone that to, far afield right at least within these pratt chris pratt, chris pratt. yeah like that was the, the only one it was from... jarring to see chris pratt as andy again yeah well i love that when chris pratt went for the movie zero dark 30 mm. um and he like lost all that weight and gained so much muscle and mm-hmm the the quick explanation in the show when he was like you look great like what's your secret he's like oh i stopped drinking beer uh and he was like oh how much how much weight if you lost he's like 50 pounds he's like jesus how many beer were you drinking and he's like oh that's crazy (laughs) it's not just the beer either it's like the lifestyle so like you're up later yeah you're eating like infinitely more pizza yeah Mm. and i just thought it was funny that that's how they justified it you're like because you look at him and you're like that's not the same andy and then i stopped drinking beer so i lost 50 pounds there's andy <laughs> now i feel comfortable again <laughs> so yeah see, no. hearing him say i locked myself in my shed you're, i was like andy would it's absolutely andy. it's andy absolutely would <laughs> all right i guess we've exhausted that topic <laughs> <laughs> I tried, guys. I That's okay. Good. But like, I was, I was happy to see the the cones of Dunshire. Yeah, yeah awesome. their return. The script. He wrote a script, and he's like, "It's terrible." 
<laughs> that's how it started right? he had the claymation action figure out yeah. and he was, yeah it's like this is how he's gonna spend his time during all this and it's like oh my god she's like i don't i don't like where this is going <laughs> but he didn't take us to the uh the locale calzone zone which no. was the point of me. now oh sorry connor go ahead oh no no worries i, I was trying i'm just thinking about with amy poehler what you were talking about like how she floats back and forth into that character and like I watched so much Parks and Rec for such a long period of time, and then I now going back and watching her original, like her as the figurehead of Saturday Night Live when she was like the main cast member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you don't realize how good she is until you see her mm-hmm. doing Saturday Night Live and then doing Parks and Rec. She is like plays unbelievable amounts of characters, and like the Parks and Rec character is just so it's beautiful, and it's like a great vehicle for all these other ridiculous people to like latch onto and be well, insane. Did you ever watch the old UCB sketch show? Ascat or the Ascat? No, no, ones? just the, the Upright Citizen Brigade, the one that ran on Comedy Central. Yeah, I used to watch yeah. it whenever I came home from school. Kool-Aid, that's all I could remember was the episode of the kid who drank all the Kool-Aid and there's one guy who was red all over him. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, if somebody steps forward, it was like a Christian camp and they wanted him to tell the truth. And he's like, someone needs to step forward. We're all going to do, or uh, Jeffrey's going to do laps and he has a heart condition and he might die. He's like, wow, yeah, someone should really, really admit to this. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm a big ass pennies guy. Ass pennies. Um, I love the, uh, one of my favorite sketches, just like, it's it's so dark, but like when, like the the grandpa, who I think is like Ian Roberts as the, as the grandpa uh, and his who's supposed to take his kid trick-or-treating and the kid comes over in a Grim Reaper costume and he's like, oh, I'm ready now. And like, he, like, the kid's just leading him through town and he sees people he knows. He's like, you are gone too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. But yeah, Amy is awesome. So... <laughs> Sorry, that was, yeah, that was, that was like a re- retracted, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was upset that we, I mean, I uh, did, unless I'm forgetting, Crazy Ira and the Douche. I don't think that there was an appearance, no. which is no, upsetting. I, no, no, I was I waiting for it. I no, was Nick waiting Kroll's, for it. Nick Kroll's um, too primetime now. He's too crazy. It, John Ralphio's sister, what's her name? Mona Lisa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was very disappointed that uh, the douche and Crazy Iron weren't there. I, I was yeah, doing it all day. I was just like, the douche. <laughs> Who's the NPR host? The, oh, the, the oh, t- jazz thoughts guy? for your thoughts. I am, what's his, oh, I forget his name, but that's the thoughts greatest show. for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we now return to jazz plus jazz equals jazz. Oh, and they play the two jazz records on top of each other. That's terrible. <laughs> Our focus groups show that our listeners really love jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, it's compl- I think it was completely. I think as successful as it could be, mm-hmm. the Perd Happily podcast interview was just perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I like Mo Collins's little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the opening of like the original, the first advertisement I think was uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Which I was Paul like, Rudd. oh, this is his Bobby. We're wearing the right Nova now. 2012. <laughs> he was Swear. trying to put the put the thing on. He's like, it won't stay on. How do I do this? This is. <laughs> He's like, I'm in Sweden at my family home, <laughs> by the lake. <laughs> it's such a good like mindless TV show to throw on. Just says like white noise in the background. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. 
I cook. Whenever I cook, I watch Parks and Rec or yeah. The Office. Yep. Yeah, well, that's the, it's, it's, it's as long as I've seen it already. Yeah. It's like if I'm at work. So I've been throwing on The Office and Parks and Rec while I've been working mm. because I can't like sit there and silence and. Yeah. And it was nice. Working from see- home is getting to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad, man. It was nice to see the original opening play as that. Mm-hmm, yeah. It wasn't like. I was getting nervous that they weren't going to do... I didn't even really think about it until they did it. And I was like, I'm glad they didn't have them all on webcams. Just go like... Dun, 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 dun. like yeah. <laughs> and I've only got so much mass Singer that I can watch. You watch that show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you like it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you watch it? Oh, yeah. Do you like it? Nope. I've been, That's I've been Sarah been... Palin singing Baby Got Back. <laughs> like... it's a, first of all, that was last season. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. I've watched clips. It's already another season. It's like, yeah. The thing with the Mass Singer is, it's like the, no one watches that in earnest. Like, or I. Well, maybe that's not true. I no watch earnest. I know is watching it in earnest, and it's just so darkly cynical about our society. If earnest was not it's like, it. it's like last season or the first season winner was Wayne Brady. <laughs> Really? And then he like he oh he wins and he gives this speech like, Oh, you know, I really want to be a singer. I'm pro- I want people to start taking me seriously. I'm like But he is a good or singer. The best like improv singer ever. <laughs> like you invented well, like, but it's, like but what it's like we on do. the it's like on the dance show, whatever, like the you know, the dancing with the stars where they have some, you know, Tom Delay uh opposite like an actual dancer. Like <laughs> Or like, or they'll have like a wrestler on there, and like you know, wrestlers are basically dancers, right? Yeah, but, and I'd appreciate yeah. if you appreciated them a little bit more for what they bring to society. I, it's the what, only professional what, sport that's still what, open. It, no, it I, really appreciate, is. I, I appreciate the work Weird. that goes into it. <laughs> yeah, I well, know. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. But <laughs> the most contacted sport, <laughs> and I watch hockey. There's a lot of contact, but in wrestling. With all that sweat and face and hands touching. It's a lot of dude. Carl. Man, nothing wrong with that. Carl, have you seen Sudden Death? The Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? I don't think so. Well, you have to seek it out immediately. Like okay. I just like I've been on a Jean-Claude Van Damme kick lately, but I just and I just saw this one and this is like a Carl movie. You were on a yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme kick, huh? Oh, yeah. Hey. Nice. Nice. Did you see the TV show one. that he had on Amazon? <laughs> I haven't watched it. No. Okay. But, like, the, the, the movie where he, you know, it's basically Die Hard, but at a Penguins game. Oh! <laughs> I just, like, super underlined it. <laughs> yep. I mean, Penguins, I can't believe you've never seen Sudden Death. I, I've never I, seen I might Sudden have Death. Not, I, I might have not had any interest in it because it's at a Penguins game, but... Yeah, I, forgot the, I forgot who the opposing team is. But, but it's it basically was, the same colors as the Bruins, so you can just nope, like close your nope, over to- nope. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, the Penguins are basically you, it, the Bruins, not, right? Your enjoyment <laughs> no. of the movie is not contingent on your liking the Penguins. It's okay. Like, it, it's neutral. <laughs> it has neutral treatment of the. I, was, I will break quarantine and choke you. <laughs> Although I don't know if your if your your tolerance for the Penguins announcer may may play into it because he's in it. I'm sure it's a different guy now. But, uh, yeah, but sudden death know. is basically two minute warning in a hockey rink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, so something I've been thinking about this week um, in this very young week 
does everyone else feel like everyone is just like over the coronavirus now? Like this was the week that everyone just decided, okay, now I'm bored with this and we're moving on. It's like the, like the most American thing possible mm, yeah. where it's like you have like this massive pandemic. It's like, okay, it's been six weeks. We're, we're done now. Yeah. yeah um, so like much this weekend. It's a, the weather I, came around. A billion people in Newport this weekend. Yeah. Oh my God, it was awful. Yeah, it was insane. It was like all out of state plates. Like Jersey, I don't know where they're staying because the hotels are closed. Yeah. But like the Jersey plates, the New York plates, the Connecticut plates. You guys have coastline. Um, okay. And I saw like, the cop, the state trooper that's supposed to be pulling people over before they get to the town was like sleeping in his car on Friday. Well, do you, so you, to circle back to where people are staying. I was having this conversation with somebody recently. Um, do you think that like people who rented out Airbnbs, cause let's face it, if you're going to vacation in Newport, May, June, July, August, you're paying way in advance. You're going to book that December. Yeah. So this is before this all happened. So do you think people like paid and the landlords were like, well, we still need to pay our rent. You, you paid this thing. Like I'm not giving you your money back. You can come down and stay mm. assuming people won't. Do you think a lot of people are still taking their vacations and like, Oh, there's uh, there's some out of state plates down the street from me that are in, in a well known Airbnb. Nice. Really? Yeah. Hmm. My thought was there's a I know that a lot of Solvay kids still came back and finished out their leases. Um, yeah, that was the other thing. It's like like the, the the college kids that are finishing out their lease. Yeah. Which that, I just I think that sorry. makes a lot more sense to be honest. That that's like a fair because what are they going to do? Leave Rhode Island? Go quarantine with their family their family now has to quarantine another couple weeks like i don't know it's like you, you paid all this money to have a house for x amount of months just stay finish your school quote school quote school yeah um, slideshows yeah I, just, I feel like this is the week everyone decided they were done um for better or worse we're gonna see what happens because i don't think it's gonna go well nope. but uh was there like a huge thing in boston today there's a bunch of people outside the state house. Is that today? Oh yeah, was it was one age? of those like the armed protesters. But, yeah, like, half of those people were from New Hampshire. Everybody were they were like super close together. It was like saw like a mm-hmm. picture from the sky. I was like, good. But Lord. the people that were never going to take it seriously were never going to take it seriously to begin with, right? So like, walk into a Home Depot and you're going to have the same issue. Yeah, you know, it's like it's. You said the armed protesters. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's people like going and doing the second amendment like you can't that's what they're protesting like now yeah they're bringing their guns to the state house they did it in like michigan they did it in every state now they did yeah, it in michigan in you can open carry too. in massachusetts i don't think you can can you that's so but that's like another that's like where parks and rec another place they hit it on the head is like there's a, a legitimate like issue going on and there's that kid harris that's just like legalized weed like everywhere <laughs> he's still pushing his agenda Sorry. It's like topless park, topless <laughs> park, ham and mayonnaise. Well, when we talk about armed uh, armed protesters, where do you think Ron Swanson would stand? Because he's all about his rights as a per- as a as a U.S. citizen. And Ron government. Swanson would fight for his right to go out, but he wouldn't. Yeah, he would not protest. No, like, no. Yeah, he would. Okay. But, well, because he like <laughs> he, he would. Uh, he would keep to himself because that's just like what he would yeah, do. Yeah, I don't think Ron, I think Ron Swanson, I mean, he obviously has a number of guns. He hunts and guts animals on his own. Yeah. yeah. But Ron Swanson is not going to protest because 
he'll find that to be a waste of time while he could be making a chair. Yeah. You know. Everyone could take a, a lesson from that. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Everyone be cool. Yeah. Just be cool. Everyone be cool. Do your thing. Nice. Just do you. Yeah. Sing. Yeah, I think we've definitely turned a corner. It feels like we've turned a corner at least. Yeah. Maybe right. not like in any discernible like medical way, but I think society really the, this weekend was when it just when the weather got nice. It was like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. And the the birthday parades are becoming a huge thing now. And now not only so we were part of one on Sunday yesterday yeah. for Eli's birthday. And then today, uh, my buddy's wife, it was, it was her birthday, so I drove up to Cranston and we did another birthday parade. Um, and I've seen other birthday parades of people getting out and handing gifts over and like being, I'm like, what is, why is everyone getting so close? I can't deal with this. Like Sunday was, was, I was. It was good. It was close enough. It was a small amount of people that. Got you can see in the video that we are all six feet apart from each exactly. other. Exactly, we're all six feet apart, serenading Eli. Um, but the amount of uh, birthday parade videos that I've seen online of people like getting close, I've seen one where people are hugging. I'm like, what are you doing? Why is everyone touching? Oh my god! I've seen and, them with the videos where like people are, like high fiving people out their windows. Yeah. It's like that's. That's not good. Yeah. Whatever. I'm, Whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that the two I've been a part of have been safely organized. And I just feel at this point, people are just going to do what they want to do. Like you got, I think you got more compliance from people than I would have assumed that you would have gotten. Um, I think you got most people to play by the rules for, or relatively rules. I think the masks were the bridge too far for a lot of people. I mean, me, not me. I'm like a, if I'm walking the dog and I walk past another person, like I'll put my bandana on and stuff. Um, but I think for a lot of people that was like, well, I don't like it. So I'm not doing that. Yeah. So they like not having to go to work, but they, <laughs> but they don't like putting a mask on or they don't like going to work physically. So they like not having to commute, but they don't like like the restriction of the mask. I think people just have a lot of entitlement to amenities. Like they, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. used to like, like the amount of people I've heard being like, oh, I can't get my nails or my hair cut or whatever. And like, you know what I mean? Like th- this, this is genuinely to some people they out, out in their reality, this is the worst things have been. And yeah. that's like saying something, but it's like for those people, if, if this is the worst things have ever been, you'd probably be like, well, screw it, open it up. I don't know. It's, it's a. Well, just imagine. So like you're seeing like a lot, a lot of women with the, and we've talked about this on the thing, like women that are, like can't color their roots or like men that can't get like, can't get their hair cut. It's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck do you care? But it's like, but there's a level of comfort there that people, like you're asking something yeah. of someone that they, they can't. They're excited. so used to the routine and, and what they get and what they're entitled to. Yeah, I'm excited not cutting my hair. I'm bringing the man back, for, man bun back for the wedding. Oh, that's so. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna start protesting actually with these people because yeah. I want you, I want you to be able I'm to cut your hair. <laughs> it's a man bun wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Our new hashtag is gonna be hashtag cut the bun. Twenty twenty. Hashtag cut the bun. <laughs> no, cut the cake. Cut the bun. <laughs> oh boy. Oh 
boy. Is Jared frozen down there? I think he is. I think oh. he's frozen. I thought he was just looking at his phone. Yeah, I was confused for a second. Oh, no. We lost Jared. How does this work now that he's not here? <laughs> to lead the discussion. <laughs> oh, fuck, he's uh, gone. Gracie. Oh, he's back. Oh, Jared, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> it, it was so bizarre. Like, everyone froze. And I'm still talking, and, like, Connor's mouth is open. Carl just has, like, a, a jug in front of his face. And honestly, Jim looks no different. <laughs> oh, fuck. It was incredibly bizarre. I don't even know what I was saying. Um, well, yeah, the tra- the transition now is like it's very clear that people have decided whether or not you're going to lift all the restrictions and stuff. They're going to start getting back to normal, or they're normal, and well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I I hope knock on wood, people don't die. Yeah, or more people don't die. We can put a we can put our faith in the antiviral that just you know came out, but you know. That's that's gonna do some good. It is what it is. Um, it could be bad uh, if it comes back around in the fall. Should you get a good head on that twisted tea, Carl? <laughs> Pour that properly. <laughs> <laughs> is it actually tea, or is it basically just like um, carbonated sugar water? I'm gonna go with the sec- I'm gonna go with the second it, one. It, it tastes um, kind of like a Lipton brisk. Yeah, it's 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 spiked tea, but with like uh, more sugar. Um, Parks and Rec would love it with all the amount of sugar. Eagleton, Eagleton, right? Sweetums, Sweetums. He can't beat them. Sweetum. <laughs> there's like Bobby seven. Newport. Yeah, Bobby there's like Newport. seventeen, seventeen thousand grams of sugar in this. It won't even tell me. That's how much there is. Can't fit the number on. There's just a lot. <laughs> So what else has been going on? Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Middle Ditch and Schwartz. That's been going on. God. Dude. Mm. Two thumbs up on that. Yep. Have you started it, Jared? Stephanie watched it without me because she doesn't love me. (laughs) And so so then I finished Ozark without her. Oh, great show. Also a great show. Yeah. That's a good payback one. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I watched murder. <laughs> I watched it. I, I saw. It, I didn't know what it was. And uh, when I turned middle word, Middlewitz and Schwartz, I turned it on and I watched the first five minutes. Immediately text Connor and Devin. I went. You guys need to watch this. I have watched the first five minutes and was just jaw like o- like open. So I was. I couldn't. It was amazing how. I mean, there were some parts where you watch it like as people who've been on stage doing improv. You're like you could definitely see, oh, wow, they were messing up there. But the immediate, like, yeah. fix it and, and they so bring it are back. They, is it, are they doing improv or are they doing stand-up? It's improv. 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 It's, improv. It's, it's long form. And I've, people have explained long form improv to me and, and explained it and explained it. We've talked about it in rehearsals. Um, and I never understood what it was. Then I watched this and I was like, oh, that's what it is. And I just amazing and it's something that now i'm like i want to try that mm. and i think it'd be one of the hardest things to do but that like i want to try and challenge myself or everyone to try and do that yeah it's like it's crazy because mm. it, i went to see a show at the groundlings uh this past november and uh 
it's you watch these guys and they do long forms it's so well that they yeah. can break it down almost like it's short form like you can forget about the crap that they just did even if it was bad because they're so fast to move on and they yeah. pick up on everything like everything's intentional there's nothing that falls through the cracks like everything can be made into a joke it's and like this is huge i, I think i texted you jim um mm-hmm. and i'd said like this is tremendous that improv has like a platform now and they're like pushing mm-hmm. it kind of it's like advertised yeah. on netflix because people don't know what the hell it is like people do have no idea that it's even out there yeah um people just think like oh yeah you do comedy like the amount of times i'm mm-hmm. sure you've all experienced it oh you have plenty of material for your show yep but that's uh, not we don't know that's, that's not, not that's, that's not, not, not what this is not no idea well i don't know i do take i do take people to use for characters so yeah oh <laughs> people but like when people say like they have tell you like a story and they're like you can use that in your act like what act like there's so no, I only use interesting very, stories in the act, so even when i did stand up people would say oh you can use that and i will i got to the point where i looked at them and went no i'm never going to use that i wasn't funny <laughs> at all uh no yeah mike berbiglia you ever hear when he does that and he's like no no he's like they're like you're a comedian he's like yeah he's like why don't you tell me a joke how come you're not funny he's like this is the joke later like when I tell this to strangers, <laughs> <it's a joke. laughs> it, there was an, uh, another comedian I, uh, <laughs> who I, he was like, I'm sick of people telling me, oh, like at parties, you're a comedian, tell a joke. And then he'd be like, oh, it's like me going up to a, a fat person and saying, oh, eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, okay. So, or it's like, well, it's like going up to a party and seeing like a paramedic and be like, hey, give me CPR yeah there's no there's no other job where that's okay like no. that's an okay thing to do yeah hey nurse take my blood <laughs> oh you you're Sorry, Jackson, that's a phlebotomist that. i apologize <laughs> my mother if she ever learned what a podcast was uh, <laughs> ever heard that she'd kill me god well, I think I think the it is like this weird. You try to explain to people what we do, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a comedy show." Like, yeah. Oh, so is do you open for Jay Leno? Like, okay, that, he opens for us. Yes. Well, you guys, I wasn't there. I'm fucking bullshit. Yeah, you were there. So. Yeah, you were working your bread and butter gig. Oh, and they work it down at the comedy club. It's not really fine. Fine. But because it's like, but it's like, but you know, in the general scheme of things, it's like, it's like having a band and be like, well, what do you play? It's like, oh, it's like, I'm like this alternative folk rock with a twinge or blah, 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 blah. Like, everyone's going to be like, you're in a rock band. Yeah. Like, no one, no one cares about the specifics except like the fans <laughs> and the people that are doing it. Yep. For like the tourists and the wonderful people that come in and frequent our theater, it's it's comedy. Yeah, it's that's all it is. The amount of times I tell coworkers, "Hey, come down and check out a show," and they're like, "Well, we can't get there at eight, but what time do you come on?" Yeah, I'm like, "No, nah, it's no, nah, it's it's improv. It's where it's I'm, like I'm, a movie. On, I'm on there the whole time." I guess the dividing line is that, like, so for example, Jared, you you work in finance or uh, budget budgeting for you know, for the CCRI, for the state, whatever. If mm-hmm. people don't pretend they know what you do versus in comedy, when you're like, oh yeah, I do improv. They're like, I, I love Dane Cook. 
Like, <laughs> like it's the same. I know what yeah, you do. Hey. I, I could do that. I know my what you do. My dick is corn, right? My dick is corn. <laughs> like, yeah, like not, knocking on the door of the, like, airplane. Like, the blood, like, baby, I could fly this plane. I've been on one before. So that's your car in the parking lot with the shocker sticker? <laughs> <laughs> the, the hatchback Honda? Yeah, that's you? Okay. Sandwich. Speaking of Dane Cook, has anyone noticed that there is a new Dane Cook? His name is Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, he's not even hardly a new Dane Cook. He's, he's oh, a man. a Dane Cook that didn't. That's like was like parallel tracks with Dane Cook. He's like the same age. And then Dane, like, Cook, Dane, Dane well. Cook. And then Dane Cook fell to earth. <laughs> and then Sebastian Maniscalco has just been sitting right there. <sighs> I, well, I remember. I remember seeing Sebastian Maniscalco was in Vince Vaughn's Wild West comedy tour. He was. But he's been around a while. Yeah, I saw him at URI. I took a camera, you know. You know when your family's on the front porch yelling at you because you're Italian? Like, that's, come on, I can't relate to that at all. And it's, yeah. Remember when you were at home and somebody would knock on the door and you'd say, (laughs) who's at the door? Like, (laughs) (laughs) when everyone checked your phones, is somebody here? I don't know. No one, no one texts me. When when he when they got him to host the, the VMAs, and I know he's from Jersey, and they were they did it in Jersey this past year. What a what a colossal misstep! Because like, it's it was like like they might as well have gotten Dennis Miller. Because <laughs> like it, it, it he comes on, he's like, if you're looking for safe spaces, this is not the correct show. And like, dude, your audience is fucking Gen Z; they invented safe spaces. <laughs> They're cool with them. This is not your. This is not a Gen X like channel anymore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I ruined the the com- the comedian for Liz, the female comedian uh, Liza Schlinger. Schlinger. Schlesinger. Oh, I dude, know that's a female Dane Cook. I told her I was like, she reminds me of Dane Cook, so I don't like her. And she's like, nah. And then I showed her a clip, and she was like, why would you do that? That was so. That was so mean. <laughs> yeah, she's not that good. <laughs> But, and it's funny, like, doing improv, doing comedy, and people are like, oh, my God, you're into comedy. You will love this comedian. Oh, and I, I can't I, tell I you one more fucking time. how many times – what was his name, Connor, that you just said? Uh, Sebastian Manifest. Yeah, the amount of times people have said, oh, my God, he's so funny. You should watch him. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of him. And I, that's, like, my go-to now because I don't want to be like, oh, that guy sucks. I don't like him. I'm just like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll check him out. But, like, I don't like him. I don't like his style. I don't like him. I, I do don't not. You know, I you're don't like there. him at all. You're, <laughs> you know, you're sitting there. You don't want to pick a fight with the audience either. Like, no, you know, it's, like yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I love comedy. Like, I get comedy. Like, yeah. I go to comedy shows all the time. Like, okay. That lady who wrote the note too. who gets oh. comedy. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to oh, cut that out. Sorry. No, like I never anybody would say, "Oh, we had tickets to see Jeff Dunham on uh, last week." I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what's funny is I actually went through a Jeff Dunham phase. Uh, I watched. That's the least surprising thing I've ever heard in my life. I, <laughs> <laughs> I watched his stand-up special. I was like, "This was funny," and then I bought a DVD of his stand-up special. And halfway through, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" And Spark- took it out and never. Spark of white it. supremacy. <laughs> I think it was called? Sparks of Genius. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In quotations, um, yeah. I was like, I can't do this. Why am I watching this? Um, Char- characters that not only don't age well, but even at the time, you're like, even at the time, we're terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 the the dead terrorist 
<laughs> oh, Ahmed. Yeah, Ahmed. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Not cool at the time or now. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, no. At the time, it was. No, it wasn't. The reason it was the reason the the reason (laughs) that it was that funny and people in the audience were laughing as hard as they were was because I'm pretty sure it was filmed in Texas, which is possible. Texas is, I mean, but it's not. I don't. I don't. Texas isn't the least cosmopolitan place. (laughs) No, but like society, like we're weird about like what we think it's acceptable at different times, right? Yeah. People just started to reconcile with like Apu as yeah. like a character on the Simpsons. Yeah. And be like, yeah, this probably isn't great. And like, for the most part, the character is just doing Apu stuff and yeah. it's not really, but then every once in a while I was like, oh, you know, yuck. Like, like, we, we, we evolve and like we, we go, yeah. or like, it, it's not, I, I don't, I think that is of a, that, dead terrorist character <laughs> was of a time in a place where it was just that's what it was i mean like yeah. even still they turn on the action movies of the time yeah like it's all like arabic guys yeah, well i look what i what what still gets to me is like the the movie the sum of all fears how they 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 rewrote it to make the well to to, to to be more sensitive, they rewrote it because they, they, I guess the uh, villains were originally Islamic terrorists. They rewrote it to make them neo-Nazis. And the general reaction was like, well, like neo-Nazis, that's not really credible. And here we are now. <laughs> what are there? A lot of you know, neo-Nazis 18 around? years later, where neo-Nazis are a thing again. <laughs> but it's also like, it's wild because, I mean, I, again, going back to Mike Birbiglia, who I think is a freaking genius but he he points out like somebody is going to be offended at something that is done like any joke you tell any anything you Mm -hmm. decide to do somebody is going to be offended by it and it's like great that now we look back and we're like apu and like characters like that where we're now looking at them and saying oh that probably isn't that cool maybe shy away from that but at the time it's like to pretend that that wasn't like that the stereotype i don't know that the stereotype like there's something that resonates with you you know what i mean that makes people go okay not it's not 100 percent accurate but like because we laugh because we're like in the deep dark corners of society that is a it is something that is based on something real you know what i mean yeah. so when people get offended they people are looking for something to get offended at Sometimes, and yeah i've been i've been in that where when i was doing stand-up um i told stories of my experiences with eli um, yeah. who I work with, who I've known, we've been, we grew up together, he has Down syndrome. Anyone who knows me, like, knows we have a really good relationship. I've told countless mm-hmm. stories about him. I've had in these, um, like, hilarious situations. And I decided one night, I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring that on stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told the locker room story. And yeah. um, they, some lady stopped me after yeah. the show and was like, I just want to let you know that that story that you told where you made fun of a boy with down syndrome was not funny i work uh, with kids who have disabilities and i was like so do i did you not listen to the joke like that was like i wasn't making fun of any i was if anyway i was making fun of myself in that situation at how freaked out i was i lost yeah 
So if like <laughs> you're the butt of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the joke later. <laughs> later. And, later. <laughs> and it, it, it bothers me so much that and it's happened to me twice that and it's been different stories that people are like, mm, you can't tell those. And I'm like, no, I can because they're my experiences. They're things that I've lived through, they're things that I've experienced. You can't tell me that that's funny or not funny. If you want to be offended, I'm sorry that you're offended. I'm not apologizing for what I said, but I'm sorry that you feel that you were offended. You know, dude, I got to like hats off to you. And I don't know if you guys all feel the same way, but like doing stand up, there is no room for error because like if you make nope. it something that's a little off color or something that you're like, oh my God, that might be a little offensive in an improv set you can recover because you can build a reality where yeah. you can like rebound off the joke. If you tell a joke to a crowd that like isn't receptive of it in stand up, like Carl, man, I applaud you because that is like terrifying. But, like essentially like for stand up, the like you have five minutes, like especially if you're like in in you know, one of those, you know, yeah. open mic situations, you've got five minutes to essentially yeah. tell a crowd that's never seen you before. Hey, this yeah. is me. And like you had like the kind of, thing the, the, the kind of joke you mean like even if you know you know that you're doing a joke about you know about eli with the best intentions and like and you know that you're not mean-spirited yeah but it's hard to establish it's hard to earn that in five minutes yep. and so like it, it's just diff- like you know the the the, the audience isn't necessarily going to give you the benefit of the doubt even yeah. when you deserve it i've worked mm-hmm. with a lot of a lot of comedians in rhode island who one of them saw that set that somebody came mm-hmm. up to me after and i asked him about it and he was like, there's no, there's nothing that you said that was offensive. Um, mm-hmm. And he gave me advice on how to change it at the beginning. Um, I grew up with a kid who has Down syndrome. I work with him. We're best friends. He puts yeah. me in the worst situations. Here's a story. He's like, that's six seconds in your set right there. That mm-hmm. that's six seconds. Everyone's going to hear it and go, okay, you've right. known him your whole life. This is his Down syndrome is not the joke. It's the dimension. Exactly. Right. It's like that. That's, that's the frame that you're in. But yeah. That's the thing you have to like in. Yeah. Like you're, he's right, right. Six seconds yeah. because that's how My, much you have to fine tune it because yeah. like you have so short a time to earn that. The scariest advice I ever got was if you were told that you have a five minute set, four minutes and 45 seconds has to be funny. The rest, that 15 seconds is you, mm-hmm. or maybe it's four minutes and 30 seconds, however you want. But like, you're yeah. just like, the rest is like you saying, so I went to Walmart yesterday. There's your joke. Now you have to go right to the joke. The next oh, line like, the, has to be funny. Like there's no room. The, the other thing is that 30 seconds has to be, here's who I am. So, yep. you know, <laughs> so you can find me funny. That's yeah. weird. And it's, yeah. You have um, that little time to do that. My very first stand-up show I did, uh, was April 26th, 2009. I still have it up there. Yeah, I was 18. Um, My favorite sublime song. <laughs> I was actually, and I was there with Anna. At that, sh- no, 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 that was at, that was at the Barking Crab. Yeah. No, my very first show, April, was in, um, was at Twin River Casino. Oh. And it was the, the Catch a Rising Star Room. And I had a situation um, in Walmart once uh, when I was younger that I used the handicap stall and uh, a guy in a wheelchair yelled at me and uh, which made it even funnier when I went back and I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm recently and that happened in that show so I was like oh I've dealt with that so I I wrote a joke about it and the whole thing was um, like I had friends who were in wheelchairs I had friends parents who were in wheelchairs and they were 
tough people. They were some like scary people to me, like fun to hang out with fun. But like you say one thing wrong, they're like, listen, I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. And the whole joke was if I had a gang, it would be uh, people in wheelchairs and it led up to like, you know, they had the, they have the best parking spots. Um, and if I had the, the gang motto would be handicap your ass. And it was just so stupid. Yeah, it was so stupid. I can't imagine why you haven't been more successful with your stuff. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but I remember, so my first show, that was like one of the first jokes I wrote. And I went to the show and my friend's dad came who was in a wheelchair. And I was like, I looked at my brother and I was like, I can't tell this joke. And he goes, you have to tell this joke. I was like, I'm not telling this joke. Absolutely not. I'm not doing it. And he was like, you have to. I was like, fine. I went up on stage and I, I had it. I was ready. I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And... Um, as I was getting ready to tell a joke, I didn't want to look at him. So I looked to my right and then there was another lady in a wheelchair and I was like, oh fuck. And I started panicking and then I almost made the joke worse. And then I was like, no, I just need to do it. So I said the joke and after the show, the lady who was in the wheelchair came up to me and she goes, hey, I was like, yeah. And she goes, I want to join your gang. You were so funny. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Oh yeah, oh my God. And it was like, that was the feeling i was like that's how i have to tell jokes i have to tell them they're fun i have to put myself in the worst position i have to be the lowest part of that joke uh, of any joke and that's what makes something not as offensive you have to be punching up that's like yeah yeah if you're playing to the height of the intelligence of mm-hmm. a situation or any obscurity or whatever even like little things like what you're talking about you know what i mean like yeah. those things as long as you're pl- punching up like yeah. the, the, these people these handicapped people yeah. are better than i am this is why exactly i put myself on a low bar i don't think i explained it well to you guys but i put myself on a low bar and i was just like yeah i'm i'm an idiot and it 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 made me feel good about myself and it made me like i always think back at that feeling like when i want i'm like i want to do stand up again like i missed that there's this really i don't there's this movie uh, special unit it's a Christopher, Christopher Titus movie where it's all about like he he's they're like cops but it's like a, it's all the people in his unit are like have disabilities mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like really well done well, what about like the ringer like Johnny Knoxville I ringer. was just getting ready to say I don't think that movie's offensive at all well, no, it's not. I love that movie. Well, because you know why? Because it endows, exactly. it, it, like the, the subjects of it are endowed with a lot of power. Yeah, like, it like is so well done. And I watched That's that the same recently. thing. And that's what, what the Farrelly's used to do, uh, like, you know, when they were at their height, was like, it wasn't, you know, they, it, you know, when they did, uh, they involved, like, you know, disabled actors and disabled yeah. characters. Uh, you know, they, it wasn't to make fun of them; it was to include them. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and a lot of the a lot of the humor came from like a genuine interest in how they live. Yeah. yeah. Like, has, has anyone seen Peanut Butter Falcon? No, I want to. I had. I just added it. I bought it. I Dude, added it to my list, and I want to watch it this weekend. Do yourself a favor. It is like two hours, like well spent, man. It, it's so good, and like, oh my god, it like when the world started to hate Shia LaBeouf and like really was just like, man, this dude just, he, it wasn't he entirely phenomenal, bro. Yeah. It, he's, but he's, he comes, I mean, he just, it, it's like, it's a heartwarming. Oh, you remember like why you like watching him and stuff. He's so good. Yeah. And like, 
oh, the movie itself was, it was bril- like just brilliantly made, very well done. Highly recommend it. If you guys check it out, let me know. It's super good. It, it, I think it, it looked like it was well done. And the, the actor in it, um, who, who plays the, the boy with Down syndrome, I was like, this is, this is great. I love the show uh, Legit with, um, the, who's the Australian comedian? Jeff, Jim, Jit, uh, Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. Um, and he has, in the show, he has a lot of actors. Two of them were actually in The Ringer. Um, but his uh, best friend's brother has cerebral palsy and, or muscular dis, was it what, M- MS? MD. MD. Oh, muscular dystrophy? Yeah, he has that. And um, he's staying in a home with other adults with disabilities. And it was, it's just really nice to see that. And you're watching the show and it's so well done around this community. And you're like, boom. Like, I, it's, I, it's that stuff. I have, a, I have like a soft heart, a soft spot for that. And um, recognizing that there is talent in that community. Um, and they're so, it's, those shows are so well done when they find it right. That's a kid, the kid from Breaking Bad. Um, he had uh, cerebral palsy, I think. That's, uh, yeah. Walter Jr. And he did a terrific job, and the show is one of the best shows of all time. Yep. Um, yeah, like it, but it's good. It's just good to prove that it's like it's not. It's not gonna. It's not a hindrance. It's it's authentic yeah. and it works and like, you know what I mean. It's it's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the point where we quit our bits in in the podcast and we talk about one thing that we can't stop thinking about. For Carl, it is obviously <laughs> Jeff Dunham. <laughs> Jeff fucking Dunham. Jeff Dunham. You goddamn puppet man with the hand up their puppet butts. Um, let's, start, let's start with Jim today. <laughs> Racist puppet. I'm bitsing about, about those... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's not my joke. I was gonna, I'm bitsing about this, this, poor, this poor nice guy who has to hang out with all these racist puppets. But that's not my joke. Like I, still, I think I stole it from Andy Kindler. Uh, no, like, I mean, I, I, you know, I want to try stand-up again. Like, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of uh, sort of piggyback onto that. Like, and it always kind of impressed me the way, like, even, you know, even mediocre stand-ups kind of have to, uh, uh, it man- it, like, manage the balance between, like, here's me and here's what I want to talk about. Because, like, like, I think of someone like Louis Black, uh, who, like, is a topical comic. Like, everything he talks about is pretty ephemeral. Like, it's, you know, it, it passes. He does did jokes about, like, his first album is, like, from the George H.W. Bush era. Yeah. And then the, the, then he did jokes about Clinton, and then he did jokes about W, and now and then then Obama, and then like again now Trump. But like he like how he does like he, his material is all there, but it, like what sells it is the character, yeah, of angry guy that he like really sets up so like intricately. Uh, but like I don't know, it's weird. that because I feel like that's a balance that I never got. Like I don't, I stopped doing stand up, and like I never, I never was able to master that. So I mean, Jim's your, like, character wish is doing stand up again. Yeah, Connor, what are you bitsing about? What, what am you, I bitsing about? What can you not stop thinking about? Um, right now, uh, just like it, it just 
hoping that everybody just starts to realize that this is so much bigger than them. This everything that's going on right now. Um, I'm also a lot of something I've been thinking about recently on a more positive note is like, what's going to come out of this? Like what, what art is going to come out of everybody being stuck in quarantine? You're already seeing like people starting to drop like surprise albums and uh, whatnot. But I'm like excited for shows. Like, like I think you should leave and shows where like the, the artistic or the, the creative um, uh, spectrum is gigantic. Like they can literally talk about anything and do anything, stand up comics, uh, you know, granted, there's not a lot going on in the world. There's like three things happening and they're so massive. They take over everything. But I'm like excited to see like what people can find within the time that they're doing nothing to like come out running when they're done. And I feel like we're going to have so much art that's going to hit. You know what I mean? It's going to be rapid fire TV shows and standups and concerts and uh, music release. Um, any number of things. But I'm very excited about that. Uh, very optimistic uh in in that yeah uh stephanie and i were talking about the content desert that's coming though <laughs> so like what so right now so like things like the last dance the um the 98 bulls documentary that was in the can already they were just like editing it and they could put it out nothing's being shot right now yeah yeah so like well that's why podcasts summer, are gonna be a thing because you can record a podcast like there will be podcast series to like, yeah. like nothing. Like, but um, that content desert that's coming in like June, July, uh-huh. it's gonna be. I mean, we have enough. There just won't be anything new. Yeah. So, like as an example, the um, like Steph- Stephanie and I are still like, there were two of the ten people that still watch The Walking Dead, and they they couldn't do they couldn't finish editing the last episode because they can't have all their dudes in the same place. So there's one episode left this season, and it's like, when we get to it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my life is really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the walking dead. I want to thank you guys for understanding what I'm going through. Um, we're this is why Walking Dead. They're gonna shut the whole state down. <laughs> Should go protest, man. I don't, know, I don't know what you're still doing in your house. <laughs> no, they do film it in Georgia, so they're probably working on it right now. Oh yeah, they're definitely yeah, gonna yeah. be. Um, yeah, so that's. Did Georgia ever even closed? Did they, were they ever on lockdown? I don't Are think they, like, so. One of those states that was just. No, out? they they kept the beaches open. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, but what I'm really bitching about is the shirt I'm wearing right now. My wife bought me this shirt in 2012. Okay. It says Seattle, and it says America's Wet Dream. <laughs> and because it's funny, and I like you know I like sperm jokes. What I just realized is that this is a Friends shirt. If you look at it, oh. it's like the colors of the Friends logo and the Friends font. Oh, so I've had this shirt for eight years, and I've worn it once a week for like eight years. And I just realized that it's a Friends shirt. Wow. Well, Friends will always remain a very important show, so it's good that you have that shirt. It's not on Netflix anymore. It sucks. It's on Nick at Night every day, all day. I don't have cable, so sorry, Mr. Rich. (laughs) On our money bags over here. All right, so I'm bitching about my own stupidity. Um, (laughs) I just want to go out and watch Friends. Is that really really too much? (laughs) Is it too much? You have to, to shut the whole state down. <laughs> All right, you're gonna tell me I can't buy finish... my Halloween stuff. 
I'm going to finish it off with Carl, who always has something he wants to talk about. Um, aw, thanks. Um, so my bits in is, I, I talked about it earlier a little bit, um, but there are some communities that are doing it right, right now, um, with this whole quarantining and um, still wanting to get out, uh, still wanting to help people um, have their special days, like birthdays. Um, I'm still, like, smiling after this weekend uh, that we brought uh, Eli the birthday that, you know, he deserved um, to have the amount of cars that went by. I mean, 40, 50 cars that went by. And then. Except for that one guy that cut us off. That guy was <laughs> oh, a motherfucker. Yeah. There's a whole like line of like fire trucks and hot yep. rods and like people going. And then one guy gets like, fuck it. And he cuts us all off. <laughs> yeah. And my, what are these yeah. stuck? Because no yeah. one's moving. He went. So he actually got caught behind my mom's car. And then my mom, he tried to go around and my mom moved over. So he couldn't yeah. go around while she was waiting for her to turn. And she's Classic like, ah, bitch, yes. you be in this oh, line. This is what it's like. Um, I was just it was, like sitting there like smiling and I never smile. Yeah. And it was, it was nice to, um, cause like I, we, we'd got out, we serenaded him, uh, for him and we were all six feet apart. Everyone was very distant. Um, and I stayed for like an extra half hour and we were still very distant. Um, and about, I think 15, 20 minutes after that parade, um, or after you guys, after the, the rest of the bits left, another like 25 cars came by and they were like muscle cars, loud cars that just revved the engines. People were like, happy birthday, Eli. And it would just like, I was like, this is how communities should be doing it right now. And I, and I think that that's just a really good point to end on is like, well, like the loudest people and the people that get the news coverage, the people you hear about are like, can be assholes. Yep. Most people are pretty cool. Yeah. They're going to go have a, you know, a car based birthday party for the kid with down syndrome in town, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, that's, that's the good stuff that you don't really hear about. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Hashtag good news. Hashtag, Hashtag good, news. good news. So I guess that's it. Oh, right? I should send that to Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. That's not Actually, a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Like, After, <laughs> yeah. So if you, you can't do an officer union, but you'll do this John good news show. <laughs> By the way, John, what are you, Big Dick and Steve Carell? <laughs> hey, John, I saw your movie License to Wed. That theater was a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So this has been the Bit Players Bits Per Second podcast. You can catch us. Not every Friday and Saturday night at the Firehouse Theater for the time being. But we are going to keep putting these out. Uh, you can send us money on PayPal at Firehouse Theater. PayPal, um, baby. We are going to come out with a sponsorship program. And we will, um, so you get a little brick. And we're going to build a brick for people that get different things, get different doodads and, and privileges and discounts for donating and being part of our firehouse theater bit player family mm -hmm. and uh we are offering uh birthday greetings uh a six foot serenade it, if you want to rent us out to come do a song for you uh part of a drive-by birthday party six feet apart from each other six feet apart from you um completely safe and reasonable but um you want to add something fun to your quarantine socially distanced events we are always available to reach out um, and 
just get in contact with us at fitplayersnpt at gmail.com. So I'm Jared. I'm Jim. I'm Carl. I'm Connor. Thanks for listening. This is the best we can do.